Hey guys, welcome back to a brand new episode of Bobby Reading and Coffee Drinking. Today is a little bit different. It is February the 26th when I'm recording this. And what we're doing, we're kind of a new tradition. We're going to do a monthly Monday mailbag episode. And today is going to be the first one. So I'm going to read a little bit of the Bible. I have to. It's the name of the podcast for crying out loud. But I'm going to be answering questions from you guys. Uh, my audience and my social media followers have sent in questions. We're going to take a few live as well, but I'm going to read some questions that have been on your mind and answer the best I can. So we're calling it the monthly Monday mailbag and uh, it'll be fun. Let's do something a little bit different today. So come join me. Make sure you stay to the end and we'll answer some live questions as well as say a quick prayer. Let's go. Let's do this guys. Welcome to a brand new Bible reading and coffee drinking episode. This is going to be a little bit of a different special episode today. Uh, as I mentioned, we're going to be doing some mailbag reading. So we're going to call this a monthly Monday mailbag, a little tongue twister there. I want to be answering some questions from you guys. So I had a bunch of people email and direct message and post uh, questions to me. Uh, so I've got some printed off. We're going to read some. We're going to drink a little bit of coffee, and we'll start off reading a little bit of the Bible. Uh, but I'm going to answer uh, questions from you guys. I want to do this once a month. It helps me uh, kind of get in touch and make sure that we're connected. I love to talk to the audience. Uh, this is social media, for crying out loud. Social is part of it, so I need to be able to talk to you guys. So if you're listening here on the podcast or watching on YouTube and you want to submit a question for next month, uh, make sure you follow me on Instagram or just shoot me an email uh, at info at in, uh, livingchristian.org, and I'm happy to try to tackle a few of those in the next monthly mailbag Monday, whatever we call it, episode. So um, uh, thanks for joining me. Uh, we got a few days left, a little housekeeping, a few days left in our hoodie and sweatshirt sale as we kind of turn the calendar into March uh, on Friday. So if you uh, haven't taken advantage of that, 20% off our hoodies, Use the code hoodie20 at livingchristian.org and you get your hoodies and sweatshirts. Uh, that sale ends Thursday, so knock that out uh, and grab a bunch if you'd like to. Okay, let's. Uh, we're going to start. Uh, I'm going to read a, a verse here that's special to me, and I think that's applicable here for this kind of uh, mailbag Q&A type of episode. So we're going to turn to Matthew 18, uh, verse 19. Now, you don't have to uh, uh, turn to the Bible if you have it handy, feel free. But if not, it's going to be short. I also tell you this. This is uh, the book of Matthew. I also tell you this. If two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. This is the words of Jesus. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among you. So I wanted to read that to kick off this episode to make sure that you understand that we have hundreds and thousands uh, gathered to watch this live or to listen to it on the podcast. And with that, uh, Jesus promises to be there with us. So um, I believe it. I know he's here right now with us. Uh, he, he's in our presence and we're in his presence. And hopefully he can give me the words that he wants me to use to answer a few of these questions. So let me have a sip of coffee and I'll take the first question, okay? If you're live here on Instagram movie, make sure you hit the question mark at the bottom, and I'll answer a couple of questions live uh, right now. But uh, while uh, you guys uh, put your questions down there, let's take a few uh, that I have uh, printed off here today. All right. Um, doo -doo -doo -doo. Let's go with uh, Slick Vic here. Is, is it normal to have doubts 
Uh, but do you know, and I know it's normal to have doubts, but do you know or estimate how many people have read the entire Bible? That is an interesting question. I don't know why I picked that one first. I picked a tough one. Uh, I, I don't know how many people have uh, actually read the Bible from cover to cover. I do know that I read a stat that in um, since like the 1800s through now, it's something uh, somewhere in the range of 8 billion uh, copies have been printed. So basically, there's a copy of the Bible that is uh, printed up enough for every single person on the planet to have a copy. And, and, and it gets printed like 100 million uh, copies every year get printed. Uh, so certainly keeping the pace of uh, birth rates and growth, uh, that is for sure. So I, I don't know how many of those 8 billion people have uh, read the Bible from cover to cover, but I do know that God's Word is available for everybody. Uh, and uh, that is something that we should all be thankful for uh, and have that availability. And Jesus did say he was going to return uh, you know, when the gospel and the good news was spread to the four corners of the earth. So, I don't know, uh, maybe it's time. But I do know also this before we go to the next question, and um, interesting couple of facts. It is the most uh, purchased and most printed book in the entire world and the entire history of our planet. Also, it's the most shoplifted book. So... Uh, you know, we got that going on. So let's try not to do that. So uh, please don't steal your Bible. If you need a Bible and you don't have one, uh, simply download the Bible app on your phone, uh, the YouVersion Bible app. It's free. This is not an ad. It's just an easy way to uh, to read the Bible. And uh, But there are a lot of sources out there to get Bibles. Every hotel room basically has a Bible. You can go to any church locally, and uh, they will be able to provide you with a Bible. So uh, I don't know how many people have actually <clears throat> excuse me, read the Bible cover to cover. Hopefully a lot. Um, but if you haven't, uh, you know, knock yourself out, and it's uh, good for the soul, and you need to do it. You need to be studying, guys. That is the way to hear from God on a daily basis, that is for sure. Okay, let's see what else we have. Uh, are you all right? Have you been eating well? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, I was sick at the beginning of the year, but uh, doing well now. Uh, thank you for asking. That's a weird question, but I'll answer it anyways. Uh, I have been eating very well uh, this this year. I cut out a lot of sugars and carbs and lost some weight and feeling good. Feeling good. Getting ready for summer. So um, let's see what else uh, we have. Uh, is baptism merely a representation of our faith, or is it more than that? Okay, uh, that is a great question, uh, Brett. Uh, great question. Is baptism a um, just a represent representation of faith, or is it more than that? Okay, there's two things I would say. That, that there's a, This is a big debate, okay? Uh, this is a big debate on when they reference that you need to be baptized in the Bible, in the New Testament. <clears throat> Does that mean water baptism, or is it the baptism of the Spirit? Does that mean that you're accepting Christ and, uh, you know, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you? I am more on the second part. I don't think that um, water baptism is required to go to heaven. I do think uh, you should be baptized. I do think it's an outward show of your faith. Uh, Jesus was baptized. There's a reason why he went through that, and he told everybody to be baptized. It's very important to go through that process, get water baptized, show the world, your church, your family, your friends, that you're accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is a huge step in um, in your salvation, okay? Does it is it required? I don't believe so. I have been baptized. My kids have been baptized. Everybody I know has been baptized. But uh, I, I go back to the thief on the cross. 
never stepped foot in the church, never read any scriptures, and never was baptized. But yet, because of his faith, because he accepted Jesus for who he was, uh, Jesus turned to him and said he will join him in paradise. So I have faith in that, that, uh, that when we're referencing a lot of that scripture in the New Testament about being baptized, you must be born again. It's not necessarily just talking about water baptism. It's talking about being born, leaving your old life behind you, and, and being having a new life with Christ. And the only way to do that okay, is to accept Him as your Lord and Savior, follow Christ, and when you do that, you will be bathed in the Spirit. You will have the Holy Spirit with you, in you, forever, and therefore you definitely have been saved. So that's how I think about that. So I view it more in the bathed by the Holy Spirit than the actual water baptism uh, in terms of the ritual uh, of a church service. But uh, once again, I do think it's very important. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying uh, you need to, okay? Uh, let's see what else we have uh, on these questions. Do, 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 do. Why? Okay, this is from uh, Max. Why have my prayers been unheard? Ooh, that's a good one. Now I might need a sip of coffee for that one, okay? Mm. Okay. Your prayers have not been unheard, Okay. I don't be confused with that. There's a difference between God answering your prayers and God hearing your prayers. I firmly believe that God hears all of our prayers. Uh, he hears our tears. That he, he hears the prayers that we can't even get out in words. He hears them. I promise you. Now, is God going to answer all of your prayers? Uh, no. And if anybody tells you that he's going to answer every single prayer, they're, they're misleading you. Uh, he hears your prayers. He will act on your prayers, uh, but you don't get everything you want. Uh, and I firmly believe that if your prayers align with God's will, okay, then certainly he will answer those prayers. But you can't treat God as a genie and just ask him for a bunch of stuff that you want and expect him to give that stuff to you. If it's aligned with his will and aligned with his plan with your life, then of course he's going to answer your prayers. But I got to tell you, looking back at my life, I am thankful that not all my prayers were answered. Unanswered prayers sometimes are the best answers. I, I know it's confusing, but there are times when I prayed for things. I prayed to get a job. I prayed for a relationship. I prayed for something to happen in my life that if it would have happened, my life would be totally different than it is today. Um, my, my, my friends would be totally different. My, my relationships would be different. And, and so God knew more than what I knew. Okay, God had, <clears throat> excuse me, had a plan for me, and he can see my life in totality, so he knows what prayers to answer to get me on the path that he wants me on. The ultimate destination, obviously, is to join him in eternity and to be in the presence of God for eternity, so he's going to help us, guide us through our lives here on earth to make that happen, okay? Now, saying all that, Sometimes that requires him not answering the prayers in the way that you think uh, he should answer. Sometimes it's a yes, sometimes it's a no, sometimes it's a right now. Uh, so if you're feeling unheard uh, from God, I promise you that he hears you. Uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get everything that you want, but you're going to get everything that you need, if that makes sense. Uh, so that's a great question. 
Uh, thank you for that, uh, Max. All right, let's take a, uh, we'll get back to the paper in a minute. Let's take a uh, live question here. Uh, we'll flip back and forth here. Um, the top one, you know, I like to read the top one. Is it true that Jesus had four half brothers and at least two sisters? You know what? Uh, I don't think all of those siblings are referenced in the Bible. Uh, no, but possibly. I do know that there are a couple of references in the Bible, specifically the book of James, uh, which is one of my favorite books, which is an interesting book. It's unlike anything else in the New Testament. The book of James is written by James, who was the half-brother of Jesus. So how many children did Joseph and Mary have after Jesus? It doesn't reference that specifically in the Bible. Well, we do know uh, he did have kind of half-siblings, if that makes sense. Uh, so that's... There, there you go. There's a question. I, that's top one. I like to answer top one. Um, all right, let's see what else we got. Uh, Maya, the one and only, uh, are tattoos a sin? I've answered this before, but I'm going to answer it again. Uh, have a sip of coffee, and I'll tackle it. All right. I have two tattoos, okay? And I get grief from that <clears throat> from my followers, and that is okay. Uh, so you have to read Leviticus in the historical nature that it is in two ways. One is uh, the references in Leviticus about not marking or getting tattoos, depending on the translation you're reading. That is specific to the people, the Levites and the, and the Levitical priest of the time. But what was happening historically at the time um, was the fact that they were tattooing themselves or marking themselves with glorifying other gods and other things. Uh, they were worshiping other things and marking their bodies in worship to these other idols and these other gods. And obviously in Leviticus, they're like, hey, do not do that. That's the specific reference there. Uh, now, saying all that, uh, now, to be honest with you, those are the Levitical kind of uh, the laws uh, not the moral laws of Moses and the Ten Commandments, but kind of the, the 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 laws of the time to try to earn favor from God. We are not bound by those laws anymore. We can eat shellfish, and I can grow my beard and my hair and get a tattoo and all of that stuff. Uh, so you don't have to get a tattoo, but you're not bound by those kind of um, uh, ceremonial laws of the time in Leviticus and some of the other ones. Um, that is for sure. Uh, you're free from those by the grace of of Jesus. Uh, for sure. Now, saying all that, if you want to get a tattoo, that is certainly between you and God. I prayed for a long time uh, in order to, uh, uh, you know, kind of get approval to get a tattoo. I didn't get my first tattoo till I was, who, forty-eight. Um, so I waited a long time because I was very unsure with it, and I prayed and prayed and prayed, uh, and then, um, you know, God uh, delivered the. Uh, the message and allowed me to get it. So I have a different understanding now. Now saying that, don't get a tattoo that's glorifying something else in this earth. Uh, I have Bible verses. I mean, I, I, I'm doing it as a reminder to myself uh, in terms of what my purpose is here on this earth. Uh, it reminds me to read these Bible verses. So there it is. Uh, so anyways, to, if you feel the need to do that, pray, talk to God, try to get some guidance there. If you don't, if you think it's forbidden, then don't get one. I'm totally on board with you on that as well. It took me a long time to kind of uh, um, make peace with it myself. So that's my answer. All right, let's sip a coffee and let's take another question. All right, let's see. We'll take one of my printed ones off here. Let's see. Da, 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 da. Can Christian? Can a Christian still go to hell? That's from Natasha. Can a Christian still go to hell? Can a Christian still go to hell? Here's my question. Here's my answer. 
If you are a follower of Jesus Christ, and when I say follower, I don't mean a fan. I mean you have given your life to Christ. You have submitted your life to Christ. There's a difference between knowing who Jesus is, okay, uh, and submitting your life to him. So the minute you submit your life to Jesus, right, um, you're giving him everything. You are letting him lead you down your life. And that's a different perspective on our uh, lives here on earth than just knowing who Jesus is. The devil knows who Jesus is, and he doesn't get to go to heaven, okay? Um, So uh, make sure that you are a follower. You have submitted to Christ. That is a, in my mind, quote-unquote Christian, okay? And we're using labels here, so I'm kind of, I avoided the Christian word because I want there to be a difference between somebody who submits their life to Christ fully, loves Jesus, puts their salvation in Jesus, uh, believes that he uh, died on the cross, three days later he rose again, and then he ascended into heaven, and he is the only way to heaven. He is the way, the truth, and the life. You follow that, and you give your life to that, then no, you will not go to hell. Now, saying all that, if you think you're a Christian because you go to church, and, and uh, maybe you believe in Jesus, but you don't read the Bible, uh, you have not given your life to him, uh, then you just kind of know him. You know of him, if that makes sense. And knowing of Jesus will not get you into heaven. The path is narrow, as he said. Uh, The path to hell is wide. So if you want to be with Christ in his presence uh, forever, then you've got to know him now. If you want to be separated from him forever, then uh, you know of him, if that makes sense. So technically, with that label of Christian, can they go to hell? It depends on how you define the word Christian. But in my mind, if you are a Christian, you have given your life to Christ, you've been baptized by the Holy Spirit, you believe in him and you follow him and you trust him. And with that, no, you will not be separated from him for eternity. You will get to enjoy eternity with him. So be obedient. Um, that is for sure. Uh, be be dutiful. Read the Bible. Go to church. Pray. Work on that relationship with Jesus every single day, and you'll be okay. I promise you, okay? Uh, Jesus will not lead you astray. All right, let's see what other question we have. Uh, let's see. I got, a, I got a bunch here, so I apologize for the uh, delay in the audio. Um, all right, I'm 13, and I want to learn more about God, but my family doesn't. Do you have any tips for me, Rhea? Great. That is a great question. Uh, Rhea, you're, you're, you have wisdom at the age of 13 that you don't even realize yet. <clears throat> Here's the deal. This is tough. It's, 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 um, you know, I was lucky enough, a um, little bit of my testimony, I was lucky enough to grow up in a Christian household. Um, both sets of grandparents, uh, uh, you know, I would come to visit my grandmother, uh, who was cooking in the kitchen and listening to gospel music. So I was lucky to kind of, uh, be exposed, uh, to the faith, uh, very early on. Grew up Southern Baptist, uh, for those, uh, not in the United States, it's just, uh, uh um, uh, we, we use the term Southern Baptist because we're in the Southern part of the United States. Um, but, um, I grew up Baptist. My parents taught Sunday school. We were active. I uh, went to Sunday school on Sundays. I went to uh, church on Sunday, big church after that. Uh, we do Wednesdays. Uh, we do all sorts of church. So I, I was kind of exposed to the faith early. So I find myself um, very uh, grateful for that because, Rhea, you're in a tough situation to where 
you're in a situation where your your parents and your family uh, aren't trying to learn about God, and, and you're struggling with it a little bit. So here's here's the good news. Okay, um, here's a, my long answer. Here's the good news: is it's all about your individual relationship with Jesus. Okay. Uh, regardless of your, your your family, maybe not wanting to learn about God, learning about Jesus, um, you can. Uh, there are lots of resources out there, a lot of social media resources, a lot of online pastors. Uh, there's free Bible. Like I said, download the Bible app. Dive in yourself, uh, and you don't have to wait for your parents to tell you to do it. Uh, you're 13, uh, and uh, you're getting there. You're maturing, so take advantage of your questions, you're inquisitive, and go learn for yourself. Uh, watch a bunch of YouTube channels. Uh, maybe maybe you're uncomfortable with trying to find a way to a church service. Watch one online. There's lots out there. Life Church, uh, my local church, uh, we broadcast. Uh, they're everywhere. Uh, so don't be discouraged by your family. Maybe God is using you to bring Jesus to your family. That's the beautiful thing. So if you have the perspective of, you know, instead of God using your parents, right, to, uh, you know, to help you and teach you about Jesus, maybe you can be the person who teaches your family about Jesus. There's no age limit on this, my friend. Uh, it's okay. So let don't be shy about it, uh, but dive in. Okay, live a Christian lifestyle, and then maybe, just maybe, your family will ask you why you're so different. Your family may ask you, what are you doing? Tell me what you've learned, and you'll have the opportunity to talk to them. But it's all about your relationship with Jesus. It's not necessarily about uh, going to church every Sunday, albeit that's very, very important, uh, or what denomination that you have. I don't care whether you are Baptist, non-denominational, Methodist. I, I don't care about those things. Uh, I've been to a lot of different churches, and uh, quite frankly, as long as they're studying the Bible and talking about Jesus, that is the most important thing, okay? So you surround yourself uh, with good influence, Christian influences, Rhea. Uh, maybe maybe uh, see what your friends uh, are thinking and, and kind of form a little group. And as we read at the beginning in Matthew, where two or more gathered, Jesus is there. So, you know, you and your friends get together, yeah, uh, you know, and what, 13, so you're middle school, uh, and y'all get together to talk about it, Jesus will be there with you, I promise you. Uh, he'll guide you, he'll he'll teach you, he'll bring you along. Uh, so, uh, you know, take the initiative, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. All right, sip of coffee, we'll have one more live question here. And then we will uh, say a short prayer. All right. Uh, how to know, yeah, we'll read this one from Edward. How to know if you're a lukewarm Christian. Okay, so uh, for those who maybe aren't um, that aware, lukewarm Christian is kind of a term that uh, we we use occasionally for people that are just having one foot in the faith and one foot in the world. Uh, somebody who's maybe not all in with their faith, uh, who's not dedicated their life uh, to Christ. So how do you know if you're a lukewarm Christian? That's a great question. Um, I think if you're worried about it, then you might be, okay? That's how I look at it. Uh, for me, uh, you know, we all have doubts, okay? Uh, I, I'm not immune to that. Uh, I'm not immune to uh, having doubts in this world. Uh, I firmly believe that uh, Jesus came and died for me and for you. <clears throat> I have no doubt about that. I firmly believe that the Bible is real. No doubt about that. Uh, are there times in my life to where I get distracted, um, by this world, distracted by the devil, 
uh, of trying to pull me away from Jesus? Uh, absolutely. It's, it happens all day, every day. The devil works very hard to distract us and put doubts in our minds, okay? Uh, so I do think there's a lot, there's a difference between having some doubts and some uncertainty and being lukewarm. Uh, I define, this is just me, uh, I define lukewarm as somebody who's not giving uh, Jesus the attention that he deserves. Uh, if you're not reciprocating the love of to God that he gives you, then you're maybe a little lukewarm. Uh, if you're more worried about this world and what you look like and what your job is and your money and your friends, and you you are you may go to church on Sundays, maybe you go once every three weeks, uh, but you're kind of paying attention. You don't pray very often, if not at all. You never read your Bible. <clears throat> you, you 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 believe, but you're not following. Uh, that would probably be a definition uh, of a lukewarm Christian. Now, God still loves you. <laughs> uh, he still wants you. Uh, you know, think about the parable of the lost sheep. Uh, you know, the, the the shepherd left the 99 to go look for the one. So if you're one, if you're the lost sheep and you're in, in and you're feeling a little lukewarm and, uh, and, uh, and away from God, I promise you, he's still right there next to you waiting for you to return, but he will go get you. Okay, he will go get you where you are. If you're stuck in a life of sin, if you're stuck in a life uh, that um, is not a quote-unquote Christian life, or being pulled away, or trying to split time between the world and your faith, uh, I promise you, God still loves you, and He is going to uh, pursue you as best He can. Uh, but you've got to be willing to meet Him halfway. He's right there at the door, but you've got to open it for Him. Okay, He is a gentleman. Uh, God is a gentleman. He will knock on the door, but he's going to wait for you to open it. <clears throat> I promise you. Uh, so he is going to be that in your life. Uh, so if you're feeling a little uh, lukewarm today, um, maybe open the door today. Uh, maybe uh, read a little bit of the Bible today. Maybe pray. Instead of just praying at, at meal times or at night before you go to sleep, pray about everything all day. Um, maybe, uh, you know, Dedicate yourself to listen to, you know, faith-based Christian music for a month. You know, whatever that is to kind of help you dive back in and not feel lukewarm. Uh, I promise you God loves you either way. Uh, but, um, you know, he wants a closer relationship with you. I promise you. Okay, have a sip of coffee and let's uh, have a prayer. This has been a great episode. Thanks for joining me today. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together. We know we're two or more gathered, as you told us today in Matthew, that you are here. We felt your presence here today, Lord. I feel your presence with me as we go through this episode and as we go through our lives. I'm praying for everybody watching this or listening to this, Lord. I'm praying for anybody who's feeling a little lukewarm. Lord, give them the, the knowledge and the understanding to turn back to you. We know that you're going to be there for us. We know that you're right there for us. You have not left us. And it's us who get distracted by the devil. It's us that get distracted by this world. And we're sorry for that, Lord. But sometimes we need a little help to get us um, not being lukewarm, but being hot. We want to be on fire for you, Lord. And, um, and sometimes that's hard for us because we have so many distractions in this life. So forgive us, Lord. Uh, we promise we'll do better uh, and, and give us the, the understanding on how to be closer to you. I promise we will meet you 
halfway. We will open that door for you, Lord, because we know that you're standing there knocking and waiting for us to answer it. Be with everybody that watches this or listens to this podcast episode. We love you and we trust you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, thank you for joining me for this uh, kind of special episode. Uh, we'll do this once a month where I just answer questions. Uh, and so look forward to uh, another time later in March where I'll ask you guys to submit some more questions. So uh, until next time, keep Jesus on your heart and forever on your mind. Love you guys. See you next time.